far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. Listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. Because every day above ground is a good day. Some are just better than others, and today's a great one. It is a Twin Peaks Tuesday. It is the Home Team, and we are live in the HOV lane of travel. As you see the signs on 95, think of us. And think of us when it's four to six. Don't be pulled over in that left-hand lane unless you got somebody else in your car. Dean That's Tom. right. Don't be like Ken Levicko who got <laughs> yanked. Remember he got yanked in the four, in in the HOV lane. He did. Yeah, he was traveling yeah. by himself. It sounds sounds like something he would do too. Yeah. And then he cried, and the yeah, cop pulled cried. him over, and he cried. Cried, and yeah, and Ken was tried like, to plead his way out of it. Ken, he was, Ken was just kept saying like, "Am I going to jail?" And the cops <laughs> like, "Dude, it's a ticket for being alone." And Ken just said, "Please don't take please, me to jail." Please. And he pooed in his pants. So. Ken gets nervous, I guess. Ken Levick alive. Weekdays noon to two. That's our boy. I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, there he is. He's back from five jobs in four days in Las Vegas, Nevada. Dean Thomas, the UFC's king of all media. Man, I was out there working, man. I didn't have a were. chance to do nothing. I know you just did. working. We're going to come back to that in a little bit. Tina, what did you do since we were gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Probably a lot of tequila. Uh, not a lot of tequila. Only really one tequila drink. What? Yeah, a few seltzers, one tequila drink, but nothing crazy. I just stayed around here, went to the beach, and I, I didn't do much. It was nice. So you got a low-key 4th of July weekend. Very low-key 4th of July. Yesterday was 4th of July. And, and, you know, when it's on Monday, it throws you off a little bit. Mm -hmm. right? When it falls on the weekend, it feels normal. But when it's on Monday, it throws you off a little bit. Not as much as when it's like a Wednesday. Midweek 4th of July, your whole week is screwed up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's right in the middle. It's it's like, you know, that week between Christmas Eve and and New Year's Day Uh where you don't know what day of the week it is. Right. Yes. You don't know, you're supposed to take a shower. They shouldn't have days during that time. It should just be just like one big lump of like time. Holly Day. Yeah, for sure. December 24th. Through January 1st, you just be Holly Day. That's right. All of it. But then you wouldn't know. No, they have to have numbers. So would it be Holly Day, December 25th? Holly Day, December 26th? Because you really don't know what day of the week it is. You don't know what day of the week it is? Like, you don't know what's open and what's closed and who's celebrating it? Like, it's a weird time. Between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day, it's always a case of, I don't know if it is Thursday or if it is Monday. I can't tell the difference. No difference. Fourth of July Mondays are strange because it still feels like weekend because like Memorial Day, Labor Day are always Mondays. Right. Right. But not Fourth of July. And when that's Monday, it... Does it not trip you up a little bit? No, it feels, you like, traveling, it feels though. like Memorial Day. Or did you travel on Sunday? <laughs> not, you come back on It does feel yeah, like Memorial Day. Yeah. It feels exactly like Memorial Day. It does. Uh, you weren't traveling on Sunday? Back? I was, yeah. All right. Both. Uh, yesterday I was watching, Just I just ca- caught a couple minutes of the coverage of Wimbledon, which is on ESPN until the end of this week. And they were showing on the grounds. There was a group of ladies and they were enjoying the customary treat. The signature treat at Wimbledon is strawberries and cream. Mm. So it's strawberries that are halved or quartered into mm-hmm. into a cup of cream, heavy cream. That's the tradition. Yeah, that's the food. Like whipped cream? No, 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 like no cream. cream, cream, cream. All right, just heavy cream. These heavy are cream. British. Oh, bro. okay. Whipped cream? No, that's like Americanized. No, just cream, heavy cream, 
quartered strawberries in that. And that's the, and there was a table of women and they appeared to be enjoying champagne and uh, strawberries and cream, the delicacy. And one of the broadcasters was like, um, from the grounds of Wimbledon, happy 4th of July. And I'm like, Don't, <laughs> not to these people. <laughs> not to these people. Why would, you, why would you rub that in? Right, right? <laughs> yeah, just rubbing that in. Because it reminds us yes. that no one remembers what these holidays are for. Yep. We were just talking about it on Memorial Day, where people are like, woohoo, Memorial Day, yeah. And it's like, today's the day that you're celebrating people dying while fighting. Right. Right. <laughs> not exactly, woohoo, show me your boobs. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, happy 4th of July, Wimbledon. I'm like, it's in England. And you're talking to English people and reminding them, you guys suck at war. Exactly. And man. and we didn't feel like paying taxes because really, it's just, 4th of July is a celebration of uh, traitorous. Just yep. traitors. traitors being like, yo, we out, we not paying taxes, and come, we out and come do something about it. Come see me. And come, they tried and then they pulled up and lost. 4th of July really was the first time that the so-called Americans, you know, the, the, the traitorous colonists said- and then, the, and then the British, the British said, "Okay, we'll be there in about three months. Yeah, pack these boats up, and then we'll see you in a little bit." Fourth of July is people like, "Yeah, America, America! I love this country. I love America and Americana and Americans." But we gotta be honest: we are not the smartest people on the planet. We are not the tightest run country on the planet. You know what I'm saying? No, of course not. In a lot of ways, America is kind of like the cool kids' parents went away in high school for the weekend, mm-hmm. and they threw a house party. That's exactly what America is. we eat Pop-Tarts for dinner. Yep. Our underage friends are over. We're drinking, blowing uh-huh. things up. And like everybody on the outside wants to come over and hang out, but they don't really like us. But, right. Yeah. But, or they think that like that's the ultimate. That's yeah. the dream, uh-huh. and then they, they get a little taste of it, and they realize, oh, that's all this is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't really realize. America is the greatest country in the world for freedom, meaning you are free to do just about anything and say just about anything and pursue just about anything you want, as long as it doesn't come at the expense of others, unless you're scamming them and right. scheming them. And that's yeah. the American way. Right. That's capitalism. Outsmart them. So uh, as we celebrate 4th of July yesterday... Um, remember, it's a great day to remind all your British friends. And that's what I always do. I always text my British friends. I'm like, uh, missing something? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. You're 13 colonies? Because yeah. we over here now, and you ain't do nothing about it. You can't do nothing about it. Yeah. Before Debo took that bike, these guys, yep. our founding fathers, said, yeah, this this be our land, yep. and uh, you can use it once in a while. And what you are going to do about what it? What you going to do about it? America was not these guys saying, we really want to celebrate freedom. We really want to have this ideal utopian society of religious, Lord knows that ain't the truth, religious freedom and expression um, where, where we can together work together for the greater good. America was founded on, you want to give these guys money? They way far away. Yep. Um, I paying I them. You want to, I don't want to pay them. You want to pay them. I don't want to pay them. They got nothing to do with us over here. Why should we pay them? We got nothing to do with us. We're over here doing this. We're working this. We're doing this. Well, if you want your money... Pull up on me. Fourth of July should just be called pull up on yep. me day. <laughs> yup. Brit- hey, Britain. Hey, we UK. Change, yeah, we changing the name right now. Pull, pull up, up on, me. on me day. Pull up on me day. It's the 4th of July. If you ask people what the 4th of July celebrates, they go, it's uh, Independence Day. But if you ask for an explanation, adults, American adults, ki- kids better. Like 10-year-olds are better because they just went to school. But people age 18 through the end of, you know, 108, 
Uh, most of them don't understand that the 4th of July, with the completion of the Declaration of Independence, which is basically a letter that said, uh, hey, King, pull up on me. Yeah, that's all that, that's all that was. That's all it was. That's all it was. It was a, it was a, a text message that said, pull up on me. It, except for they wrote fancy with calligraphy pen yeah. on, the, yeah. on the scroll yeah, of yeah, paper. Yeah. yeah, and then John Hancock, he was an attention bleep, yeah. so he wrote his name real big in the yeah. middle. It's like when there's that birthday card yeah. for, for someone in the office, uh-huh. and the first person that signs the signs real big right in the middle, yep. you're like, don't that be a him. John Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm always mad when someone's like, and I need uh, your signature, your the good old uh, John Hancock right there on that line. And I'm like, don't reference John Hancock. He didn't do much other than just be like, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Put, I was put my name right on the middle. It's like <laughs> when you get your yearbook as a kid, yeah. uh-huh. and, they sign, and you're like, yo, save a little room for everybody else. Yep. <laughs> John Hancock, you attention W. Uh-huh. I don't think I can use that word yeah, no, don't on, on this air. We don't want to so, even try. So I, Yeah. So uh, the Wimbledon coverage, I think it was Chris McHenry or someone who uh, quickly realized that like, happy 4th of July, ladies. And they're like, they weren't paying, you know, they, they couldn't hear it because they were oh, just, yeah. It wasn't but he was just kind of rubbing that in, huh? Just throwing no, shots. No, she was, she was just saying, you know, a look at the grounds on this wonderful day at Wimbledon. Um, and it is the, uh, you know, happy 4th of July all. And she was talking to the American audience more, but it was a group of British women that were just, you know, chilling not necessarily being like, yeah, good for America. Yeah. <laughs> or, or bad for. Right, right. Or right, bad right, for. Right, right. But let's not forget what today, or today, today, what yesterday truly, truly is about. And that is another chance to just get drunk, cook stuff, and blow things up. That's all yeah. it is. Which is all America does. It is. Christmas. Yep. Get drunk, cook stuff, blow stuff up. Uh-huh. Memorial Day. Get drunk, cook stuff, blow stuff up. Uh-huh. Labor Day. Fourth of July. All of our holidays, pretty much now, with the uh, St. Patrick's Day, I don't, not a lot of no, fireworks. No, they don't really do that. Valentine's Day, not a lot of fireworks. But I've seen fireworks for Veterans Day, for yeah, Armed Forces Day, for sure. for sure. They normally do fireworks for like whenever you can. Like when, whenever you can, they're going to use them. And it doesn't hurt that in the state of Florida, there are fireworks stores that are open 52 weeks a year. Yes. <laughs> so they're looking for reasons. Because uh-huh. I'm from a state, you know, New York State, where fireworks were illegal. I remember being a little, little boy. A little boy. And right up the street were our friends, the Gressens family, Stacy and her little sister and her parents. And I remember it was 4th of July and they were having a little party and we were all invited. Everybody was cool with my dad. Everybody loved my dad. So we got invited to everything regardless. And they were going to blow off some fireworks. And my dad was like, yeah, now's a good time for me to leave because he was an attorney Mm -hmm. who had been city attorney. And so he just didn't want to be present to kind of vouch for if the cops showed up they'd be like yo Dave, yeah what are you you know what are you doing here so he just conveniently just dipped out yeah and you bet probably the best thing at the time too for sure yeah because he didn't want to be caught up with that riffraff where it wasn't <laughs> they're not riffraff dean they're he just people hanging that, out hanging out with those people they, they just had contraband fireworks yeah but you know what i'm saying that's not a good look it was a big deal though like when you were in high school and somebody you know drove to south carolina and got yeah yeah, yeah south my, of the border yeah my father used to do that right so if you had like a hall of uh-huh. fireworks people were like damn wow they got stuff to but now there's just stores every other I know, every intersection corner, yep. <laughs> in florida and that's why everybody has them and, and goes off for like the six hours at a time. Every yes. excuse. We're going to get to Tina and her issue in just a little bit yeah. on, on that front as well. It was a weekend, a holiday weekend um, for all of us. And by that, I mean a national holiday because it's Monday. So there's no mail and all that stuff as usual. 
But both Dean and I went to Las Vegas. It was UFC International Fight Week. We did do the UFC Fight Pass show live once Dean finally arrived. My friends did get married, um, did a whole lot of drinking, not much eating, not much sleeping, um, really did Vegas the way that you know people talk about doing them. And I normally don't, but this time... You did it like the way people want to do it. I did it this time where, I mean... 80, I realized 80% of my meals came from that Taco Bell cantina <laughs> on the strip. 80% of my really? meals. Really? Nothing wrong with that. Four out of five. No kidding. Also bad news. I only had five meals the whole time I was in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest was just drinks, huh? The rest was a, a snack there or, you know, a handful of that there. But like as a meal, like where you order something. Right. I ordered food five times. Four of it was from a uh, little touchpad at the Taco Bell cantina <laughs> on the Las Vegas strip. Uh, high lows of the weekend that was. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go on a, on a good. Let's end on a high note, literally and figuratively. So, what was the low point, Tina, of your holiday weekend from Friday through Monday off? So, I would say my low point, which can add a pretty chill holiday weekend, That's was good. yesterday. I went rollerblading with my husband. He runs while I rollerblade. And I realized early on when I was rollerblading that they were not tight enough around my ankles because oh I could boy. like my shins just started to hurt because, again, I like there was too much room in my skates. Yeah. So I was coming up to a roundabout where I knew I was like, I need to stop here and fix my rollerblades or this is just going to be painful the whole time. And I'm probably going to break my ankle if I don't fix these now. So I decided and that the easiest way to stop was to just dive into the grass next to me. And so I just immediately, I didn't really stop my skates at all. I just dove right into this nice, patchy, fluffy part you of grass. Dove. And I and dove right in. Did out. you do like a, a roll afterwards, like parkour? No, I just I just kind of went right onto like my butt. Like I just dived right into the side and like landed hands on my first. butt. Just hands first. I didn't even put my hands up. I just literally, I just dove like right into the, like onto my butt. Okay, so you to did the side, little, but but bad. The low point was but why because not slow I, down? Why not just slow down? Why not? Because the roundabout was coming up quick, and there was just no time really to stop. You so panicked. so I just I just dove right to the side, and land on my butt, you and panicked then, a little bit. And then I ended up because I did that, I was so itchy the entire rest <laughs> of my the time I was rollerblading, and I was like, that wasn't really smart of me. Well, I should have probably stopped. Are you four years old? Like I'll just dive. I'll just dive into this. It was just the easiest and fastest way to stop, and the grass didn't look painful, so I just decided to dive. It right wasn't into painful. The grass. It, it wasn't. It just was itchy. It was just very itchy, and Not I painful. didn't really think about that when I did it. And I was itchy my the rest of the time I was rollerblading. Not painful, definitely itchy. Dean Thomas, what was the low point? And again, this doesn't mean we're complaining. No, just no, no. We're I, playing high low for the weekend. I think my so my low point, and my high point were very close together. Mm-hmm. My low point was at the end of the night. On Saturday night. On fight night. On fight night. Like, right. When it was just like all over. Because it ended at like 11. Well, I, I didn't leave the arena till almost 11.30. So that is 2.30 a.m. here. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm and like from working all weekend yep. and just being tired. And I just remember walking back to the ho- my hotel room. I'm in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I'm buttoning my shirt mm-hmm. underneath the jacket, loosening it up, my tie, just like, uh, and knowing that I had to be downstairs to get picked up. To leave at 3. At 3 a.m.? Yeah, 3 a.m. So it's already... So just, yeah, so just that walk through the hotel lobby... So you're going to get, get three hours of sleep, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I got about two because I I didn't even... And I didn't yeah. even pack, yeah, so no. like I had to pack yeah, and get... The shower my, yeah. pack. Yeah. Yeah. That that dread of the reality of these obligations. Yeah, like... Yeah. And then knowing what it was ahead of me, just... 
the travel ahead of me, it was like, oh, man, this is bad. I think my low point was on the flight back yesterday when a woman said to me, oh, those are our seats, meaning that the middle seat was about to be filled. <sighs> Damn it. Because uh. I had a real good feeling that the middle seat was going to be open. No. But then it wasn't. But no. Then it wasn't. Yeah. You know. that's, that's a bad feeling. It is. Because you, you get your hopes up. You'd be like. <gasps> you get you get your hopes up. And, you know, it's it's going to be five hours. In the air, it's going to be, you know, four and a half. But you're you're thinking I got a chance here to have the middle seat open next to me, and then those are our seats. And I got to move my little book bag off the pass off the middle seat. Oh, man. You know, like you do on Southwest when you don't want someone to sit next to you, right? <laughs> you, pretend, <laughs> you pretend it you know belongs to someone, and then people just ask, yeah. like, "Is that seat taken?" And I'm like, "Who's asking?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hate people like you. <laughs> on, on those Southwest flights, though, that used to come back from Vegas because they don't even do them anymore. There used to be multiple daily direct flights. Vegas, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, Vegas. They don't do them no more. They don't do. There's not a direct Fort Lauderdale to Vegas Southwest flight anymore. I didn't know that. Why? I too many fights. The, the economy and post COVID stripping it down, fewer options, more connections. It's just the economic. Yeah, because more people would stop in Dallas first than go directly to Vegas. I guess. Right. Right. So you put your your carry on or your book bag or whatever in that middle seat. I'm a window guy. Which is also bad because also I have that phobia of peeing my pants uh-huh. on the plane because I can't get out. <laughs> so, but I'm a window guy, but also have the issue with like I gotta I gotta go pee. Yeah. Um, you put your bag on that middle seat, and it makes people think that that seat's taken. But then as the plane starts to fill up, since you're toward the front of the plane, there's always those brave dudes that, that are like, like they're like, is someone sitting there? And that's when I go, who's asking? <laughs> you do not. No, I don't. But, but, but I do, I leave the bag up there to give the illusion of you ain't wanted. Plus, I put my hand, I put my left hand like on my face so they see that sketchy scumbag tattoo that oh, Dean, yeah. Dean calls it. Yeah. And they think, I don't want to sit next to that For guy. For sure. No. I definitely don't want to sit next to that guy. You should just smell like cigarettes too. Because you know definitely people ain't If people are boarding, you should start coughing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just keep coughing. See, that's why I never understood Southwest. That's why I don't really like flying Southwest. I love it. I love picking really? your seat in your spot. Yes, but because here's the thing. The bag sits there, but I watch the cabin door, people board. And then when the hot woman, when the hot woman gets on, and clearly she's by herself, I quick move my back <laughs> and, and, and look at her and look at the seat like you, like you could sit there. <laughs> so sad. Oh, man, it's a, you're such a creep. <laughs> me, and, me and Charles Rosa, your buddy, who you used to train yeah. at American Top Team. Uh-huh. And he went and fought Rise of a Warrior. He still fights in the UFC. Um, he and I were coming back from Vegas in September. And he was like five rows behind me. And there's, these two girls get on, and clearly they've been drinking all day. And by that I mean like morning at the pool, afternoon at the pool. And this is like an early evening flight out of Vegas. And they might have been drinking at the airport. And they couldn't sit together. They had separate seats because they didn't pay to sit. You know, mm-hmm. the airline knows. And the airline's like, well, if you guys want to sit together, it's 34 bucks each. Yeah. You know, these, these nickel and dime, these little things add up. The, the one hot, like, Colombiana-looking girl, who clearly was a little drunk, she uh, boards a plane. She winds up sitting next to Charles Rosa, our friend. Oh? Yeah. I know. He was. And so I text him, and I said, bro. And then he texted me back some things I can't say on the air. <laughs> but then they were too drunk, these two girls. And so then they came on the plane, uh, the uh, flight attendants, rather, and they, they removed them. They, oh. they told me. They kicked them off? They were like, well, you guys can sit together, but on a different flight. 
So, and then Rosa was mad because it was like, because this girl was like holding his hand and stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> or tr- like, yeah. before the, before we, obviously before we push back. Yeah. We're just boarding. She was wow. Just, yeah. So that happens. But I, I will move my book bag when the hot girls are boarding so they maybe want to sit next to me. And then as soon as they, as they pass my seat, I put the bag right back. So, so what does it cost to get a better seating uh, on Southwest? Yeah. Yeah. On Southwest? Yeah. Well, you can check in early for 15 bucks. Okay. So that's the early bird thing, which means that you have the advantage over the others. So you get a, a higher boarding number. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, how do you get a higher boarding number? Right. You pay the 15 bucks up to 25 That's it? For the early bird. That's it. Yeah. At Southwest, remember, your bags fly free. Yeah. So your carry-on is free. Mm-hmm. Your checked bag is free. And uh, you pick the seat that you want. You can early bird to get a better spot to pick. But the others now, they're charging for carry-on. I know. And, and it's expensive, too. It's expensive as hell. They're making it more expensive than a check bag. Yeah. I just paid 58 bucks for a check bag. <laughs> for a carry-on, it would been like 65 <sighs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that's how they're getting you with Frontier and Spirit. Right. Because it looks like, oh my God, this flight's super cheap. But then you add on. You add on that. You, you carry on that bag. Right, and then you want a seat that's not a middle seat in row thirty-five. And then there's another thirty-five bucks, sixty bucks. So it all almost works out the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. You can still you can still save a little bit if you're smart. You can. Yeah. I'm not as concerned about that. There's a couple things to remember, folks. Here's a little bit of home team helpful hint. And we got a new clock in studio. So if I go long, Tina, remind me because I can't really see it without I, leaning over. I can see that. All right, thank you. So a um, couple things. Number one, it used to be the best day to book your flights was on Tuesday. Yeah, Two- is that still true? It is not still it's true. It's not true no more. It is no longer true. I thought it was. Now it is Sunday. Sunday. Sunday's the best day of the week now to online shop and book your flights. Number two, when it comes to the spirits and the frontiers and such, if you pay attention in advance, meaning you pay in advance, you're like, I'm going to bring a check bag, but not a carry-on. I've got a carry-on, but not a check bag. Pay for it in advance. That's how you get the nice price. Mm-hmm. If you think you're going to just do it at the airport, you're going to pay more. If you think you're going to slide by with a carry-on and no one's going to notice, they notice, yeah. and you pay almost twice as much at the gate yeah. as you would. All this discourage. Yeah. All the discourage, but also taking advantage of people. People not reading the fine print. Right. If you do these things proper, then you're good like that. You just have to pay for your bags in advance. Check in in advance. And by the way, when it comes to not wanting to pay for the uh, optimal seat, if you check in as soon as you can, you can check in 24. So say your flight's at 8 a.m. Um, the day before at 7.59, you should have the app open. When mm-hmm. it says 8 a.m., quick check in, allow you to select your seat then, and you'll have options to select a seat and you won't have to pay for it. Because now it's open. See, that's all fine and good. That's why I just stick with my Delta Lounge. I know you. Where I'll be up yeah. in the lounge chilling. I know you do. But here's the thing: um, you, this time of year, and with what's going on with the aviation business, you do not want to be having connecting flights. I know. I'd realize, and I, that's why I'm trying not to have connecting flights. Eight, but you've always fly at a PBI, yeah. which I love. Yeah, PBI is great to everywhere except for Vegas. Because you have to have connecting flights. I know. Connecting flights mean there's more chances that your flight won't get to leave the gate, won't have a chance to take right off, that you will miss your connecting flight, that once you do get to that airport, you won't have a gate ready for you, or that yeah. there's another, the same thing. So you're, if you want to be on time, direct flights, and this time of year, leaving South Florida, morning time. Yeah. Morning time for a couple of reasons. 
When there are delays, delays then become some cancellations. Cancellations become, oh, see you tomorrow. As you go later into the day, because it resets mm-hmm. each day. So as you get later into the day, if you're 6.30 a.m. flight, worst case scenario, you may be half an hour late. But if you're the flight that's delayed because the other flight was delayed, then there's a good chance you're going to miss it altogether. Yeah. But the weather in South Florida in the summertime, as we all know, we get those afternoon storms all the day, mm-hmm. pretty much every day. Right. So you can avoid those weather delays, which can cause you to miss your connecting flights. We can cause right. you to miss everything else and cancellations if you avoid the weather. Earlier in the morning, better than later in the day, and le- less connecting flights, not just because of convenience, but the likelihood of not being delayed and or canceled. You, like to, uh, you're a Delta guy out of PBI, which is right. fine, but, but I'm always at risk. I'm always getting delayed. I, I mean, it happened this weekend, too. So, like, delayed, it happens all, yeah. And you have been canceled a couple times. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, so, like, now I'm finally going, you know what? Until this gets sort, sorted out, I'm just going to try to get all, you know, direct flights. As best you can. That's the plan. Southwest still a great value if you pay attention to when to book and then you, you snag that. But, like, the disparity between the prices is crazy. Like, you go on the website, it'd be, be like, it'd be like $79 and then 1000 Yes. Right. <laughs> like, whoa. Right. Oh, and one more thing you'll notice. You go on, like, the Southwest app. You take a look and you're like, how come this flight with one connecting flight um, costs so much less than the flight that has three connecting flights. Why is that? Yeah, I don't... I was explaining this the other day at at the Aria pool during our post-wedding celebration in Vegas because people realized they started fake booking where they wanted to go Mm. because they wanted to get off at the connecting location. Right. So in other words, say you got a wedding in Chicago and you try to book Fort Lauderdale, Chicago, it's more expensive than Fort Lauderdale to somewhere else where Chicago was the layover. Mm. So people were getting off at the layover. Ah, that's got to really hurt them. Well, the airline caught on, and now the airline says, oh, yeah? Well, if you guys want you know, this, well, then this is what's happening. Yep. So it's more money to have more options of where to jump off. <laughs> and the other airlines, they started taking um, travel miles away, frequent flyer miles. They, they stripped people of them. No kidding. Be- yeah, because they said, listen, dude, you, know, you booked a trip from Fort Lauderdale to Los Angeles, but the last three times you did it, you decided to miss your connecting flight um, in Dallas, mm-hmm. we're not stupid. We know you want to go to Dallas, yeah. And so you're losing. They they took their miles back, yeah. Ooh. And some folks got uh, the airline said, "Yeah, you're, we're done with you," because they were beating the system. Yeah, they were tricking them because it doesn't make any sense when you look and you're like, "Why is the one connecting flight 159 bucks, mm-hmm. but the one that takes me 15 hours to get there, where it's got three other connecting flights?" That one costs 780 bucks because the airline's like, no one's taking this. Yeah. (laughs) It's intentionally complicated. Uh Screw you. Now you got to go where you want to go. Makes sense. Yeah. What people do is they just get off at the connecting flight. Never. Yeah. And then never go to the other gate. Makes sense. (laughs) And the airlines are like, ah, it took them a little bit. Now they realize people were scamming. People. Yeah. Scandalous. Well, the airlines are scamming us. True. So I'm all for, you know. If it's if it's a choice between some dude saving two hundred bucks by beating the airline or the airline continuing to beat us, I'll take that dude all. I mean, for sure, it's Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no you know doubt. what I'm saying? Coming up next, Jorge Masvidal shared a video of him using Conor McGregor's what and for what purpose? All those details next. It's the home team on ESPN 106.3.
listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. It is the 5th of July, which is known as the day after. People are like, oh, why don't you just take the whole week off? You'll notice on ESPN, it's like the C-team on shows like First Take. (laughs) Like Dean said, who are these people? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, It is a Twin Peaks Tuesday, eats, drinks, scenic views. And by the way, um, Truist. T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Speaking of care and getting taken care of, um, Truist wants to show you the meaning of care and change how you feel and what you think about banking because they're going to become your bank. Truist wants you to focus in life on, excuse me, focus on the things in life that matter most, like going to college, getting married, having kids, starting a family, buying a home. Truist wants to be your bank of choice for checking, savings, investments, credit cards, loans, small business banking, investments, and beyond. Let Truist show you the meaning of care. T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Visit a branch near you. Check them online. Truist. All they see is you. Uh, ESPN right now is showing a tribute to Hammerin' Hank Goldberg, who was a South Florida sports radio legend for years down in Miami. And, of course, the nation got to know him from doing handicapping uh, for SportsCenter and for Sunday NFL Countdown. He worked for ESPN, I think, for a total of 17 years. Um, He passed yesterday at the age of 82 on his birthday. Yesterday was his birthday. So, uh, 82 years of age, Hammerin' Hank Goldberg. I know JMP um, was one of those that grew up on listening to and calling into Hank Goldberg show in hopes of getting on the air. Really? Like yeah. JMP would call his show, but like, yo, can, let me on. Yeah, he would call his caller and say, I disagree with you yeah. because, and then they would cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> JMP reminds me in many ways of Hank Goldberg. And, now, and I mean, vice they look alike. Yes. Look at him. And, and vice versa. But uh, rest in peace, Hammer, South Florida Sports and South Florida Sports Radio uh, knows your place in history. Um, because once upon a time when he was on the air, it was the Dolphins. And that was it. That's it. There was no Heat. There was no Panthers. And it was, was just no him Marlins. covering the Dolphins, huh? It was University of Miami once they got good, mm-hmm. and it was the Dolphins, and that was it. Really? But that's it. I mean, knows. we've proven you don't need sports to do sports radio. No. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we proven that? Yeah, we are, we, we, are, we are living proof yes. that you don't need to do no sports. We are proving that. Uh, Dean and I did the uh, podcast, the Lover and the Fighter podcast, from the UFC Fight Pass set there at UFC X, which was a Fan Fest Expo. Friday afternoon and Saturday, but we did it on Friday just for, you know, 30 minutes or so. And one of the executives there from Fight Pass was overseeing it all and had no idea that Dean Thomas was a daily sports radio personality. Yeah. Oh, had my no goodness. Idea. So I, I, was, I was gassing Dean up. <laughs> I, was, I was telling every story I could to these execs about how the president of our company told me that my greatest contribution was introducing the company to Dean <laughs> And that, honest to God, and how the billboards and the spring training baseball stadiums have Dean. <laughs> Dean's so in the I, center. I was gassing Dean up to this exec because this uh. dude, first of all, he didn't know that Dean had this daily job. Didn't know it was ESPN FM. Didn't know it was daily with his name on the show. Oh and, he, and he goes, but Dean loves sports. And I said, no, he doesn't. Dean yeah. hates sports. I said, Dean? Dean goes, no, I hate sports. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, I didn't know that. Uh, Ra- yeah, Rowley? Uh, uh, Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. I didn't know that. So this guy was fantastic. But I was but you see the light bulb in his nonverbals when he learned what I do normally for a job, 
what Dean does daily for a job. And you see his wheels start to spin and his nonverbal shift. So I'm now gassing Dean up for how huge he is to this company here, to this show, to this market of West Palm. And I was like, oh, you know, we just bought New York. We just yeah, bought New York. We just LA. bought ESPN New York, ESPN yeah. LA. We had ESPN Chicago, but we're also now Cleveland, Milwaukee, Madison, and West Palm. And I see there's this kind of, and, and Dean wasn't, he's looking kind of at Dean. He's looking back at me. And so I was gassing Dean up about being on the billboards uh-huh. and his name's on the show every day. Sports Radio FM, he, he guy was blown away because now Dean will have more bargaining, negotiating leverage because they view him now. They already know from the TV stuff, but it's like more stuff this guy can do, more places this guy can be. We better make it worth his while. He's he, busy on a yeah, daily basis. He's talking to this dude. Meanwhile, I'm over there flirting with Vanessa Demopoulos. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. He, but, but Dean's got one ear open hearing kind of what's going on. And, and then the three of us were chatting. But, but you know that thing where you're kind of setting up your, your dude like to, to get more than he maybe should next time right, around? Yeah. Have a little more power, a little more say? you got to let them know. Because I think they were under the impression... Dean just showed up on those select Fridays and did pre-shows and post-shows and in-fight stuff, as opposed to, oh, yeah, no, every day he's on. And the guy's like, what time are you guys on? So 46 p.m. He's like, afternoon drive? Yeah. And I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, Dean's co-host? And I said, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, hey, man, you know, you, you're planting those seeds for when it is negotiation time, for when it is leverage time. Yes. Because I do think that Dean's going, he's separating himself now. And, and, you know, we said it for a couple of years, and if you didn't know, he's been the foremost scout, and he's been the foremost strategist of MMA. So I, I liken it to um, kind of like Bill Belichick in that coordinator role of, well, he knows what you're supposed to do and what you're not. And he knows those adjustments you're supposed to make, but beyond him separating himself in coach's commentary, um, and beyond, you know, the pre-show stuff, the funny stuff, the relatable stuff. But the everyday sports radio, anything in life kind of stuff, he's going to become that analyst that has the opportunity to pick and choose what he wants, but get real, like, like get real deals that exactly what you want out of it. The terms that you want, the obligations that you want, et cetera, because you've been laying this groundwork. It doesn't hurt that you get a little gaslit on something like that. It won't mean a whole lot. But you never know how now he thinks of other things for you and with you as a result. And all I wanted was Vanessa Demopoulos' phone number. That's exactly <laughs> all I was trying to get. You know what I mean? That was it. I was just sitting over there. If, if you want, if you want, you know, put, if I was there, I would have gotten it for you. If, if you want to put your hands on her and if you want her to wrap herself all around you, all you got to do is ask the post fight question when she wins. I know. <laughs> because every time that she's, well, the last two times that she's won a fight, she jumps into the arms of that person. Um, well, it was Joe Rogan, then it was Joe um, Rogan. Yeah, and then the yeah. second time, uh, Bisping. And it was Michael Bisping. And it caused Daniel Cormier's wife to say, uh, Honey, you better not try and do that with, with my husband, <laughs> or, or you're going to catch these hands. You saw that tweet? I didn't see that. Tweet. Oh, you didn't I didn't see know it. that. I thought that no. was a rumor. I, didn't, I thought that wasn't true. Oh, I don't know if it was. No, I think it is true because I know how I've heard about his wife. She's friends with a friend of mine, this dude whose whole head and face and his whole body's tattooed. My buddy Tim Valley, uh, he's a bounty hunter. He tracks down the bad guys that are, mm-hmm. you know, and he turns them over to. So he's he's a bounty hunter cat. He's a scary looking dude, but he's my boy. And he was t- uh, posting on Instagram about this girl. I said, "You better tell your girl, a couple weeks ago. You better tell your girl stop doing this." 
A, it's making people cringe in that. But B, someone's going to take it the wrong way. She's going to jump up. They're going to catch him. She's going to fall. And he's like, oh, man, she's crazy. She's crazy. When, when I show up at the Fan Expo for Dean and I to go do the podcast, she's actually on the set with Brennan Fitzgerald, who's John Anik's uh, backup. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, the second yeah. level play-by-play guy, team two guy. And she's on set with him. So when the, we were shifting over from them leaving the set and me and Dean going on the set, I said to her, I think we have a mutual friend. And I took a picture and we were, and I said, because I literally was just talking. To, and I only met Tim Valley because we were in the green room at a Post Malone concert in Jacksonville. And became boys from that. Mm-hmm. The universe keeps putting people in it your life. It always works that way, right? It is remarkable. This whole weekend was based on that. Yeah. This whole weekend for me was the wedding that I went to, the people that were at the wedding, the whole thing, and her included. But anyways, I was gassing, gassing Dean up. In a way, in a way that they didn't know that I was gassing them up for future leverage and future bargaining power and positioning just to let them know like oh yeah no no he does that and the dude's nonverbals were like blown away that like dean had another full-time actual gig was on this level doing this kind of versatility well the problem is he was like oh i'm gonna start listening to the show now i hope it's oh, not today damn it <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's not right now <laughs> well that's the case yeah. psych <laughs> we were crowley we were just kidding we were just playing <laughs> no he was a great dude he got great energy about him speaking of fighting uh, Jorge Masvidal shared a video of him using Conor McGregor's what and for what purpose? You have no details. I have on no this? details. Tina, you got no details. No on? details. What if it was his toothbrush? I, it's not. I hope but what if it was? <laughs> I was there. I hope not. Uh, Jorge Masvidal posted a video explaining that he had a cut and uh, needed to, to, the cut to he wouldn't heal. So um, you know, he says, uh, "quote." So I needed some rubbing alcohol or something like rubbing hall, and we don't have none in this house. And then my brother had a bright idea. Look at this cheap, bleeping, bleeping, bleep. <laughs> cheap, bleep, bleeping, bleep. Somebody was giving it out on the street. Going to pour it on the cut real quick because that's probably all it's good for, you know? Cheap, bleep, whiskey. This bleep doesn't even sting. This bleep effing trash, bro. What's the content of alcohol in this bleep, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so he got a bottle of proper 12. Yeah. And I could, uh, Masvidal wants to fight. Come he on. wants to fight him. He's, he's really, really poking at him. And, and it's, again, another sign that no one's afraid of Conor McGregor anymore. Right. <laughs> Masvidal was a really big deal in the summer of 2019 when he KO'd your boy Ben Askren. Right. And then in the fall when he won the BMF belt, he was a really big deal. Star's falling off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's getting older. Missing kind of that trending every day, missing that kind of love and that money. I understand it completely. The Connor fight would be huge for those brands. Yeah. Right? For both of them, be uh-huh. huge. So he's pretending that, uh, man, this cut won't heal. So uh, I'm, my brother said they were handing this out on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> every oh, way man. that you can devalue the whiskey and the yeah. brand, hoping that hoping it'll piss it'll, Connor yeah. off and you'll say, bleep it, let's do that. Because ultimately, Connor will get to decide. Right. right? Yes. And I mean, yeah. But wait, is, can Masvidal fight with everything that happened with Colby? Yeah, yeah, he can. He can. He just has to deal with the state of Florida mm. and the criminal repercussions as a result of the assault. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not still in jail. Yeah, know, I don't right? think. Well, he I know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's not in jail pouring, you know, whiskey yeah. <laughs> on his legs and feet. But uh, uh, but hilarious. That, I did. Uh, I had no idea this yeah, happened. Yeah, hilarious that he went that route. <laughs> Uh, real quick before the break, uh, what'd you ever use for its unintended purpose? What'd you ever use for un? I, I one time 
um, actually drank a handful of sanitizer, hand sanitizer. For what? Because there's 60% alcohol. Oh, and my says, God. No, you he didn't. says, come on, we're doing a COVID shot. No, you <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, like the vaccine? They go, no, no. Squirt, 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 and then ate, ate the uh, hand sanitizer. Ew, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's an unintended purpose. So what? you know how I've been using like uh, um, uh, coconut oil on my skin? Yes. Well, I tried to buy oh, for some. Cooking, cooking, yeah, for oil. Co- cooking oil. Yeah. I tried to buy some. They didn't have any. So I ended up buying olive oil cooking spray. Pam? Sp- <laughs> yeah, the spray, and I use that as lotion. Oh. It worked great, man. Like the, the they, coverage they you can get. They already make that. Like they buy a spray version of that. I know, but the, the coverage you can get. From the, the from the olive oil oh is amazing. My, oh my Tina, what'd you ever use for its unintended purpose? I've had to use zip ties as like a belt because I just had nothing. <laughs> so you're like you're cinching up your belt yes, loops? Yep, it was. Zip tie? Uh, we are some resourceful right. people. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't resourceful. Mom was just drunk. Let's get drunker. Let's eat sanitizer. It's like a jello it's like a jello that's shot. That's disgusting. It's like a jello shot. No, no. no. You'll be fine. Coming up next, Florida man arrested for battering a police officer with what? That's right. Florida man. Of course he's from Florida. Of course. Arrested for battery upon a police officer using what as the weapon? This uh, is typical Florida man. Kaiser University, Dean Thomas. Tell him all about the fine excellence on and off the fields and in and out of the classroom. Well, it was a full season. Championships for the Seahawks. The men's golf team recently captured their first NAIA championship. Coach Brandon Miller was named Coach of the Year and freshman our homeboy, Jakob Stubhog won National Individual Championships. My man. My man. Their <laughs> golf team, they dominated in the classroom as well. An average of 3.8 GPA. They also captured championships in men's swimming, women's swimming, and men's soccer. But you could, you can get all the latest information on Seahawk Athletics. Just check out KUSeahawks.com. That's KUSeahawks.com. And remember, ESPN 106.3 is the flagship home. For Kaiser Seahawks football. Florida man arrested for battering a police officer with what? We'll tell you in mere moments. Stay right here for the home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. Sometimes you see the headline and it's so stupid and ridiculous, you already know that dude lives in Florida. Yep. I mean, it's just obvious. There's a whole national joke about Florida man. Uh-huh. Florida man, because the headline says Florida man does this. And then you know what's there was, up. There's a whole thing going around where it's like, look up your birthday and put Florida man and see what pops up. Because <laughs> there's some stupid <laughs> Every day. asinine, idiotic stunt some buddy pulled on your birthday. Yes. Florida man arrested for battering a police officer with what is a weapon? We'll find out in moments. Land Rover Palm Beach is reminding everyone that there's a global shortage on vehicles. If your lease is up in 6, 9, 12 months and you're like, well, I'll figure it out what I want to drive next, uh, you're going to wind up having to be stuck in whatever it is you're driving now. There's a global shortage of vehicles. Not just Land and Range Rovers. They want to help you get into what you want. They want to help you find what it is that you want. Go to Land Rover Palm Beach, west of the Turnpike, Okeechobee Boulevard. Call them. Check them online at LandRoverPalmBeach.com and allow their team Find you what you want to get into in 6, 9, 12 months from now. I know you're thinking, oh, well, who needs to plan that far in advance? <laughs> you do, because that's what we're dealing with right now. I know so many people that are stuck in what they've been leasing and not happy about it because they didn't plan ahead. Who'd have thought it? It's a global shortage issue. 
LandRoverPalmBeach.com. I'm the service department focused on fix it right the first time with complimentary pickup and delivery of your vehicle, as well as complimentary loaner vehicles. LandRoverPalmBeach.com above and beyond. Florida man arrested for battering a police officer with what, Dean Thomas? I'll give you a hint. It is a food. What might it have been? A cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. No, but you're close. Tina. A hot dog. A hot dog is absolutely correct. (laughs) How you beat up somebody with a hot dog? You throw it at a cop. (laughs) And the cop says, well, that's battery. That's battery. Florida man facing felony battery charges for allegedly striking a cop with a thrown hot dog. 47-year-old man in St. Petersburg was selling hot dogs on the street. Police gave him, quote, numerous warnings. He's a violation of city ordinance. Uh, He ignored the warnings, continued to sell the hot dogs in the roadway after the street closure permit ended, an officer noted. The defendant, quote, was asked to put the hot dog down as he continued his attempt to sell it. He was trying to sell the hot dog. Put the the wiener down. (laughs) Put the wiener down. He refused to uh, put it down, according to Officer Anthony Bregnano. Uh, when directed to drop the hot dog, the man reportedly became, quote, extremely upset and threw the item, uh, according to Smoking Gun, which is not a sandwich. Right. It's but, not a sandwich? Well, that's what oh. Smoking Gun says. That's their editorial okay. belief. That's uh-huh. not, you can't prove that. And an undetermined, uh, rather, and a uniformed patrolman. The hot dog hit the cop, who was not injured by the airborne <laughs> bun and beef. Uh, the man was arrested for battery on a law enforcement officer, which is a felony. Uh, he was also charged with resisting. Uh, misdemeanor for allegedly struggling with cops as they sought to place him under arrest. You can get arrested for dumb stuff, and then there's, well, what'd you do? Well, I, I threw a hot dog at a cop. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like a real story. Like, who would you, like, who felony. would believe that? It's I know a the felony. Felony. It's a crazy way to catch a it's felony. It's a felony, it is. Uh, we have an update on the death of Demarius Thomas. New information about his condition at the time of his death. Oh, it's sad. Happier news. Angry Tanya Tina is back. ATT is back. That's happy news when she's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We all love that. She's got a word for you people. She's got a word for you. It's the home team. Cocktail Hour next. ESPN 106.3.